Have you ever wondered what it's like to train for the Olympics? Now wait for a second. We know that either excites you or completely turns you away. So before you turn this podcast off, we know, we get it. You might be thinking, I could never do that. But that's not the point. So yes, what we see, the physical wonders on the screen, let's set that aside for a second. Let's just talk about the mental stamina. And that's the point of this episode. This is Continua. We're guided by music and grounded in science. Journey with us as we explore the intersection of music and health. We're diving into discussions with professionals and creatives. We're sharing information and giving you conversations to motivate you along your health journey. I'm Chloe Livray. I'm Aliyah Abdullah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The, the Continua, Continua Podcast. It's such an awkward feeling when the eye twitches. Oh, Is like it twitching? muscle spasm? Yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. see it. Oh, it's, it's twitching. That's interesting. Can't see it. They say in... I forgot what culture, but like when your eye when your eye starts to twitch, that means that you're coming up on some money. Oh, there we okay, go. Okay, then I hope, I hope your eye twitches, please <laughs> twitch a little more. Go. <laughs> I hope I'm the catalyst to deliver that money that comes here. <laughs> I forgot what culture that's from. I don't know. Someone told me that. I was like, listen, I hope my eye twitches every day. Then right, mm-hmm. that's hilarious. So happy Saturday. We have a special guest here that drove all the way up from LBC. You know, I'm always going to plug my city. Of course. Always going to plug my city. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know what LBC is. Long Beach, California. There we go. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Uncle Snoop, what's up? (laughs) All right. I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to put him on his high horse, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But Dean has been in my life for about seven Going on seven, eight years. He is an amazing mentor. He is an amazing human. The way that he trains, the way that he coaches, his mindset about things is so unconventional. And I'm so excited to have him on here and and get his point of view about music, about movement, about um, motion and connection. And... Um, yeah, he's really awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's also yeah. from Honduras. And Dean, maybe you should you should tell them your story about how like you were supposed to go to oh. Rio, but oh yeah, but then yeah, I didn't I didn't fill out my proper documentation to decide if I was going to represent U.S. or Honduras. Wow. And yeah. Yeah, both just assumed that I wasn't. <laughs> what the, the other. you we were yeah. doing either? <laughs> and so that was all my fault. I was trying to focus only on the performance aspect and i figured that side would just sort itself out take care of itself it doesn't doesn't work that way yeah apparently you have to show up to class if you want your diploma (laughs) right right so yeah (laughs) so that was i mean it was a tragic moment but it just has prepared you a hundred percent i was i was prepared to be a world champion in 2020 all that did was make me train even more Mm -hmm. right and it made me start contemplating whether or not and Olympics is actually needed for you to discover the champion within yourself. Mm. And so I, 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 I stopped yeah. pursuing the Olympics because obviously that wasn't uh, a destination. And I started focusing on what the actual objective was all over again, which made me rediscover my love for the discipline all over again. I because, love that. Oh, I, I was, love that. The gold medal is not going to give me permission right. any more than the podium can, you know. But if you discover that within yourself, then by default, you don't even need that, you know. The journey yeah. is... A word already. <laughs> a word already. A word I'm telling already. you. Already. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So tell us about, you know, tell us about like how you got into hurdling. 
Because actually, I don't even think I know. Oh, yeah. To be honest. Um, I don't even think we've ever had this conversation. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, my first um, uh, uh, love was basketball. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Yeah, really? basketball was my thing. Well, I'm I, not surprised. Dean is like 6'2". Yeah. So. Yeah. 6'3 and a quarter, yo. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I'm, forget the and I'm, and I'm wearing quarters, bands quarters. today, so it might be 6'3". <laughs> 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 no, but I, basketball was my first thing, and I'm... Um, uh, I, I started dunking in the eighth grade wow. and that became like a big deal. And mm -hmm. so I decided to pursue the jumps in track during off season. Mm -hmm. So I was a triple jumper, high jumper, long jumper. Oh, and then wow. going into our, uh, the championship season of track, mm -hmm. um, coach says, Hey, we need a couple points in the hurdles. Do we have any volunteers to do it? And I was the first guy to say, Pfft. And coach was like, just for that, you're doing it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so he threw me in the, the, the championship race against all the guys who have already been doing this. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the race was seniors. I was the only freshman. Wow. And I won. Oh and my coach gosh. was like, guess who's a hurdler next year? <laughs> and so you are. I just didn't stop after that. I, I hope was, you thank him on the podium. I, I, I will. I will. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I will. What a story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Coach Bell. Yeah, for sure. And he was the cross country coach. Didn't know anything about sprints. He oh just, my gosh. It was hilarious. just a punishment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that even makes me wonder, what do you love most about track and how do you, like, how does it make you feel? Man. Especially since you kind of accidentally fell into it. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, it right. wasn't like a, right. this is what I feel like I'm destined to do. That's exactly right. Um, um, I feel like um, I had to write this one down, actually, just because it was kind of like one of those um, um, questions where, hey, write a write a 20-page pa paper about yourself right, and what right. you love about yourself, you know, but... Um, what I concluded was um, that every step um, in track and field is kind of like a step that you take in life, you know? One step in front of the other dictates your trajectory for your destination. Mm -hmm. And in track and running, at any given step, you can stop and quit, or you can use that step to regain your momentum. And so every step is like a start line and a finish line, but the journey itself isn't over until you arrive at your destination. And for every athlete, um, and just like every person, your destination is different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the fact that the journey requires you to put one foot in front of the other means that you're entirely in control of your destination. So I like that. I like mm -hmm. that very much. I like that my freedom to pursue my potential is entirely in my hands. I have mm -hmm. no teammates to rely on. Right. I have no coach to rely on. It's entirely my fault. I'm entirely responsible for what happens from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Just mm -hmm. like your life. It's complete accountability for yourself. And only at the end of the race that you can look back and say, man, I could have done that different. But guess what? I can take that uh, lesson going into my next week of training and improve and actually show measurable progress for my my journey. Can yeah. you can you give us an example of of something that you've learned in a meet that you kind of took to to your training and mm -hmm. then kind of applied it to another meet mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it actually helped you right mm -hmm. so same coach again um, oh <laughs> shout out what coach is his bell. name we need to coach shout him bell. out coach bell coach bell we see you yeah coach bell man i remember i, I was he also to try and get me to be better at the at the four at the 110 hurdles he, he threw me in the 300 meter hurdles mm -hmm. and i'm like oh that's an extra that's 200 brutal. meters Ooh. oh and there isn't anyone who goes to their race without hitting the ground at some point. Right. You know, and once you do that, that's you start looking around and people are pointing and laughing and, <laughs> and it takes so much for you to it's, rip it's a yourself. Race. Yeah, oh, for sure. A humbling for race. For sure. It takes so much to rip yourself off the ground and like 
those heavy legs and, you know, just get across the line. And so he put me in the 400 meters just as a form of conditioning, just mm. to break, get my mind ready for that 300 hurdles. And he said to me, listen, at the end of the race, you're going to be on the ground tired as all you know what, right? If you're going to end up like that anyways, you might as well get something out of the race. I gave it my all. I was still dead tired at the end of it. Only thing, my time was five seconds faster than it had been before. And so I realized, oh, okay, cool. Like if, if you're not willing to go there with yourself, you can't expect that line to come to you any faster than you're willing to go to it. And so. I love that. Wow. And that is so, <laughs> that is so true about mm -hmm. track. Yeah, yeah. And I remember yeah. when I used to compete in the 400, like I would always try to pace myself. I'm like, pace yourself, yeah, like, yeah. pace it, pace yeah, it. It's ain't a mile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, but like, right. you can't. If you want to win, you have to go 100 yes. percent from yes. the blocks. <laughs> yes, like you're going for 20 meters. I mean, you exactly. just gotta go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why admiration. I never won first place. <laughs> 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 why? Because you were trying to pace it every single time. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. Hilarious. Was it was such a mind game for right. me? It was right, such right. a mind game. But that's you so know what? You weren't tired at the end of the race, though. You walked. <laughs> you were there a couple times. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> yeah. So right now, I mean, from what we learned in terms of the the paperwork of trying to figure out <laughs> which which country you were, you would be representing as you're preparing is there a type of eating regimen or just any I guess you can say routine that you're following between now until that day happens. Um so in the beginning, I did. I did have a regimented uh, nutrition the same way I had regimented training. But right. as I started to mature, I started to realize that you could have on your training program, let's say, uh, a hard day on Tuesday, mm -hmm. right? But you show, you wake up Tuesday morning and your heart rate is 15 beats mm -hmm. faster than it normally is. Your legs are a little bit heavier. You're a little bit more, you know, dragging around. Mm -hmm. Probably not a good idea for you to push your body on a day like that because, right, right. you know, you increase the probability of injury, mm -hmm. which in the long run is a total disaster for your training program. If you're, you know, halfway through your off-season training, you know that you can't afford any injuries hereafter, mm -hmm. you know, and so... Um, I started to realize that those injuries that came to me at the end of the season were a byproduct of how I was pushing myself through injury and pain and and regressive training methods in the beginning of my training season. So I switched it up. I wake up every day and I say, all right, what's the best I can get out of myself today? Mm -hmm. Period. I love that. You mm -hmm. know, what's the best I can get out of me? Even if I'm just dragging around, cool. What's 100% for where I am now? Mm -hmm. Right, because there's always a hundred percent, but your mind can always, again, pace you mm -hmm. down to fifty, pace you down to twenty. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're already at twenty percent of your optimum potential, then why would you pace that twenty percent even further? Right. You know what I mean? It's just you're only doing a disservice to yourself right. by limiting yourself. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, I started off trying to get the best out of myself with nutrition as well, and mm -hmm. so. It's not a matter of eating junk food 10% of the time and eating good 90% of the time. It's just literally, is this serving my body or is this not serving my body? Hmm. Done deal. Right. It's that simple. It's that simple. <laughs> it's pretty you, much that yeah, simple. Can, simple isn't always yeah, easy, though, yeah, people. It's, it's right? not. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Said done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. What you said about giving your 100%. And 100% being so relative to the day, mm -hmm. that's exactly what I tell my clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when they come to me and they're like, oh, I'm feeling really tired today. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I, I don't think I'm going to I'm going to perform as well as I did, you know, right, two right. days ago. Right. I'm like, but that's OK, because 100 percent, you're 100 as long as you're giving your 100 percent every right. time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Right. And it's it, it is a relative number, right. depending on, you know, how, you know, did your did your kids, you know, wake you up mm-hmm. at night? Did is is, you know, how's your workload? Like mm-hmm. there's so many different things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, as long as you keep giving it your all for that specific day mm-hmm. then you're going to get to where you want to be the track is is a beautiful example of that you know how many times the fastest the best athlete doesn't win right right <laughs> the right. world record holder doesn't even make the olympic team right you know what i mean it's just who's the best on that, that day, day in that wow. exact moment in that tiny little 10 second window mm-hmm. who's the best then right whoever's cultivated being the best more often than not is going probably the best on that exact moment in time when it's demanded, mm-hmm. right? And it just so happens that the athletes that always meet that expectation happen to be the ones that place that level of demand on themselves before they arrive there, mm-hmm. which means that, oh, I want this ice cream, but I got practice tomorrow. Right. Oh, I want this, but this is what I'm on. Right. Right. And so, yeah. Definitely. Rise to the occasion. You, yes. 100%. Do you find that during this pandemic mm-hmm. is training is is getting in that kind of mental mode? Is it a little bit more difficult for you? It's the same. Yes, it's 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 um well, I, I would credit my discipline with this uh, hurdles, mm-hmm. overcoming obstacles is a mm. byproduct of the mindset we're trying to cultivate. And when you find the rhythm, the idea is to just sprint the race is called the sprint hurdles Mm -hmm. it's not called the hurdles if you start thinking of just hurdling you're going to start thinking about jumping Mm. leaving the ground the moment you leave the ground you lose your leverage you lose your power you have no control over your body eventually you have to land landing is crashing crashing is stopping stopping is slow so to maintain your rhythm you have to be able to sprint in a way that includes the obstacle that you're trying to overcome the entire race is rhythmic there's a reason why hurdlers and specifically uh, last a lot longer in their in track than any other athletes is because ours is primarily based on rhythm. Mm-hmm. Once you find that rhythm, that's right, it. Har- right, harmonize right. with it and make it your own. The distance never changes. The height of the hurdle never changes. The space never changes. So once you find the rhythm, the only thing that can change is this. Mindset. Mindset. This was, he was pointing to his to head. To his head. Yeah. I just, I just realized, I was like, oh, uh, who, who am I talking to? <laughs> yeah. This is the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean, great point. Side note, I've trained with Dean for many years. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so for me, so when you, when you have coached me in the past, I mean, it's been very, um, wordy (laughs) and and i say wordy because he and i maybe you're only using these specific words with me because you know Mm -hmm. that i know Mm -hmm. my body super Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. but how would you approach that with someone who doesn't know their body at all Mm -hmm. so there's yeah i'm glad you said that because yeah i do i do put a lot of words when i train you because i'm i feel like i'm talking to myself Right. And so I'm like, all right, cool. I just need you to explain the instructions manual to me and then I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Whereas with other people um, who don't have that level of body awareness, think about how the military trains people. First things first, first eight weeks, their objective is to break you. As in to let you know that your outstanding perspective of yourself is not good enough for you to achieve the goal that you've set yourself on. 
right? You came to me to help you with that. And that's the first thing I got to let you know is that you're not there yet. And so the best way to help you learn why you're, where you are and where you want to be is to introduce you to how to close that bridge, right? And so I always like showing people how to do it the correct way, how to do it the incorrect way, and how, the, how you've been doing it. That right. way, once you yes. hold the right and wrong way and your own way, you can decide for yourself whether or not you want to do it the bad way, the good way, or you want to stay the same. Mm-hmm. I'm empowering you to have a choice as opposed to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Do it my way never works. Follow my meal plan doesn't work for everybody. Right. Follow my training program doesn't work for everybody. Follow my instruction doesn't work for everybody. But educate me works for everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's continuing in, in a nutshell. That's, that's the direction that we're going. Like yeah. it, it's it's maintenance and the maintenance to mm-hmm. your point, it's going to come from someone making that choice. And it's like we're just we're giving you the tools, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the resources, mm-hmm. the wherewithal and understanding to mm-hmm. comprehend and make a choice. Hundred percent. But I think putting that level of responsibility on someone else to get you to that goal mm-hmm. is unrealistic. I learned that lesson from one of my uh, one of my pro athletes. I actually give her a shout out. Corey Carter, uh, world champion, uh, 400 meter hurdles. Okay. Uh, shout out Corey. Shout yeah. out Corey. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 met, you met Corey yeah. for sure. She is mighty mouse. She is the, the embodiment of power. She's beautiful, 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 powerful girl. And she told me that her philosophy is this. Any mistake I make is my fault. Mm-hmm. Not my coach's fault, not the track fault. My shoes blew out in the middle of the race, my fault. My block slipped, my fault. Mm-hmm. It's raining, my fault. Everything's my fault because if everything's my fault, I have the power to fix it. Mm-hmm. If nothing that. is my fault, mm-hmm. I can't do anything about it. Right. I'm helpless, I'm powerless. Mm-hmm. That's why she's Mighty Mouse. Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> I why love she's powerful. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. I love that yeah. mindset. Yeah, right. she's a beast world champion i believe it and that's so the opposite of yeah. what ev- yes. every other person's mindset right. is that's exactly it's right. always like i blame you i blame you that's i blame exactly you I blame right. and you that's never exactly blame right. yourself right that's exactly right and that's right. why you're never going to be a champion wow yeah. yeah yeah i mean but then again <laughs> how we started this conversation if there were no olympics and you only held yourself accountable for you mm-hmm. you can find that champion within yourself even without that olympics you know what i mean mm-hmm. where does someone start you, you know what i mean i i feel like between the three of us, we all have um, a level of self-discipline um, and philosophies where we hold ourselves accountable. For someone who wants to achieve that or desires to, to achieve that, you know what I mean, and just mm-hmm. needs to grab their footing. Think of every journey like um, how a GPS system works. Right. right. A GPS system needs a few key points. It needs your destination mm-hmm. and it needs your point of origin. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows where they want to go, right. but not everyone knows where they are. Mm. If you knew where you were, you would know that you're either right around the corner from your goal or you're on the other side of the world. Right. Right. And so you can easily get demoralized in trying to pursue a better version of yourself if you attack a marathon like a sprint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? First day you're motivated. Let's go gym. Right, right, right. First first week of January, everybody's in there, right? Everyone's going to be in the gym this 2021. Right. First week of February. Well, at home gym. Right. I was about to say. Right, right. Right. So, yeah. That's an interesting Knowing where you are. Knowing where you are. Where are you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're at one pull-up and the goal is 100 pull-ups, respect the fact that you're at one pull-up. That part. And knock out as many reps of one as you can. And You know what I mean? What's the best I can get out of today? And it's also, I feel like it's important. And you have to have a lot of, you have to, you have to have had, oh my God, 
Well, <laughs> you have to have had worked on yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, words. Um, to kind of put your ego aside. 100%. Right. You know, because if your goal is 100 pull-ups mm -hmm. and you just go, you just go, 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 mm -hmm. and you're like, you get to... 12. 12 right, I, I was going to say five. <laughs> Then you feel so, as in your words, so demoralized. Right, right. Like, will you go back to it? Or will you just be like, you know what? It's not for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know right. what I mean? So it is super important to like understand, mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm. do I even have the proper body mechanics to do a proper pull-up? <laughs> right. Like, let's start right. from the, gr let's start from like right. negative five right. <laughs> and get up to ground zero. Right. You know? Tell us a little bit more about where you're from. I mean, the moment that you just started talking about the rainforest and the birds and the trees yeah. and stuff, I'm like, I want to know more. <laughs> now, like, mind you, he it. was born in a rainforest in Honduras. Yeah. So we, it's it's hard to say natural birth in in L.A. Right. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> going to say, I mean? yeah. You, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if yeah. the baby would be born yeah. <laughs> in um, the best conditions <laughs> if... You know, right. I was in I was in Huntington Beach, and right. I just decided to plop out my baby right, 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 <laughs> in that right. disgusting Pacific Ocean. Right. Wait, so right. which which rain which rainforest in in Honduras? Uh, well, the Amazon extends all the way up to you know the Gulf, right? Right, and so every pocket of rainforest has its own like natural environment. Uh -huh. So it's it's hard to describe because it's. It's one of those things you have to be there to feel what it's like. But mm -hmm. everyone who's ever been to a rainforest like that can can see it and feel it. Um, Chloe, the, let's go. The soil, oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. The soil absolutely. itself feels like you're you're not walking on 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 dirt. You're walking on like a like a living creature's body. Right. You know what I mean? The the rainforest puts out so much moisture in the air that mm. that you call it humidity. But there's so many little particles of water in the air that when you breathe you're actually drinking water at the same time that you're breathing so you're always hydrated right always hydrated right and um not only that but the largest river in rivers and lakes in the world are in the sky in the form of moisture so much volume of water but then there's so much space that we can't see it as concentrated as we do lakes and rivers and so when it's so spread out like that it just looks like like the earth breathes you know, the water comes out of the rainforest and then the sun comes out and the water goes back down. Moon comes up, the water goes up. Sun comes down, the water goes down. If you watch that replay like a hundred times fast, it'll look like the rainforest is. You showed me that video. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's so, so cool. you're it's I'm actually alive. Yeah. So you watch the movie like Avatar. I, I, I was I was so Avatar. emotional when so I saw amazing. it because Loved. I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. This is it. <laughs> that, that's it. That's Spielberg. it. Spielberg. Yes. He got it. Yes. You guys figured it out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's just all the, yes. the colors, yes. the the lights. Yes. The, yeah. yeah. It's we, just, yeah. And, and it's, instead of having the, 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 the hair that connects to the plants, it's just your bare feet. Oh, uh, when you're your walking bare, your through. Your bare feet are just plugged yeah. in. What a cool place to be born. Yeah. I wish I had yeah. a cool <laughs> birth story yeah. like that. Well, then, it, then, then the plot thickens. I went back in 2011 after I graduated, and the beach that I grew up in is now a mall. Uh, Applebee's, no Chili's, okay. and the the level oh, of rage sad. that consumes. Oh my! It's oh my just like gosh. the movie Avatar. Like you see, like they just ran through all of that. Yep. It's yeah. instant retaliation, yep. instantly. Deforestation. Yeah, finest. instantly. Yeah, instantly. Yeah. You want to burn all of it, destroy all of it. It's mm. just like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Right, but. Creatures who aren't from that environment wouldn't know what they're destroying because they've never been there. Right. Just like in the movie Avatar, they were in that 
bunker the whole time. They never actually went out. Right. Yep. You know, they don't know what they were destroying. Right. They mm-hmm. thought it was just, ah, it's just another tree. Bro, you destroyed it on your own planet. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not yeah. just another tree. Yeah. It's literally a life-giving organism. Think mm-hmm. about the anatomy of a tree versus the anatomy of a human, right? right. Whereas three-quarters water, it's three-quarters carbon, right? Mineral, carbon mineral uh, uh, matter, right? We're uh, 30% uh, carbon mineral matter, and uh, it's, uh, sorry, 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 70% we are water, they are 70% carbon. And then you flip that, they're 30% water, and we got 30%. What we exhale, they inhale. What we inhale, they exhale. Right? The fruit that comes off of there is our fruit. The excrement that comes out of us is its fruit. Right. It's like we do this. Like a, like a it's perfect, a cycle. It's a cycle. Yeah. It's a perfect cycle. Right? You break that. Right? You sever the bond that mm-hmm. you have with this home, earth. You're not killing them. Yes. You're also killing, You're killing yourself. yourself. Yes. <laughs> Yes. You know, there's a reason yeah. why this environment is sustainable is because it has a, a relationship with every living creature to an extent that every living creature has a relationship with the organism. Mm-hmm. And so we need each other. hundred percent. Ecosystem. hundred percent. Honestly, that's a great segue to our, our favorite question. Mm. Journey. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. what does, what's your definition of journey? We always like to, to close with that question. Let's see. Um, I would, right away when you asked that, the first thing I thought about was the feeling that I get when I, I, I put my bed in a way that matches the sunrise. So the moment the sun cracks open, it hits me in the face. Uh-huh. And the moment the sun hits me in the face, I feel like I, feel like I just got here. Uh-huh. I feel like mm-hmm. it's a fresh new opportunity. It's kind of like like all right, this body has been dead for the last eight hours, snap the finger, bring it back to life. Mm-hmm. And so I have the privilege to be alive one more day. Mm-hmm. I have the privilege to be alive one more lifetime, mm-hmm. right? I have the privilege to be here one more time. And so the feeling that I get when I wake up in the morning is that I just came from the darkness to the light. So I would imagine that journey for me would be going from not understanding myself to better understanding myself. If I can be a better version of myself by the time I leave here, then I can leave here with no regrets. Mm-hmm. I love you know? that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And it, it seems to me that, and this seems to be the theme in almost all of our podcasts these days, is, is that the greatest gift that you can give to the world is working on yourself. 100%. And bettering yourself. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen birds throw trash on the floor. <laughs> Seriously, and that, that's people. And if, if people acted more like birds who don't throw trash on the floor, then this world would be a world without trash on the floor. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So animals know how to behave here. Trees know how to behave here. Flowers know how to behave here. It's us who need to work on that. We're the ones that need to go from the darkness to the light. We're still the young ones, even though we have right. the highest potential, Right which is the thing that makes us arrogant. It's the thing that births the ego is that we, we do see our ability to go so much further than all the other creatures on this planet. And we think that's enough. You know, what about putting one foot in front of the other and actually arriving at that destination, you know, to the extent where you don't have to compare yourself against creatures who don't have the same potential that you do hold yourself to a higher standard because you know better. So do better. Right. Mic drop. Boom. Know better, do better. (laughs) Boom. Truly. So how can our uh, listeners find you? 
Like if they wanted to keep up with you, or maybe that's is that not the? I was gonna is, say I does walk. Dean not want to be found. I walk around my neighborhood often. <laughs> does Dean not want to be found? <laughs> well, if someone would want to work with you, right? Okay. Um, email. Yeah, breath to move at Gmail. Just the way breath south. to move. B r e a t h t o m o v e at gmail dot com. Yes, love it. Breath to move. Yes. Thank you so thank much, you, Dean. Fantastic. This thank has been you, an amazing conversation yes. yet again. Yes. <laughs> so yes. good. And we'll probably have you on again. Fantastic. I will be here. <laughs> we appreciate Dean's you and full your time. Of gems. And, yeah. to, and to everyone who Great took gems. the time to chime in, man. Peace and health to you all. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Continua Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our Continua experience or have any questions based on the topic of this episode, DM us on Instagram at the Continuum.